Simply Financial with Christopher Calandra, Certified Financial Planner, is an innovative, comprehensive, informative, and cutting-edge podcast that discusses financial topics ranging from personal finance, economics, politics, and personal growth. Simply Financial will cover intriguing and thought-provoking questions so that the listener can simply increase their financial IQ. Welcome to this episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. We are doing episode number 18 of season 3. Uh, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. On today's episode, I wanted to focus on if you're changing jobs, knowing what you should do with your 401k, to know what your 401k options are. So let's start out with what will you be entitled to? You're entitled to a distribution of your vested balance. So vested is one of those financial terms that get thrown around And it's good job security for financial planners like myself. But if you just substitute the word ownership for vested, it'll make a lot of sense quite easily. Vested equals ownership. So you'll be entitled to a distribution of your vested balance or the balance that you own. If you're contributing to a company retirement plan and you're putting your own money into the plan through payroll deductions... That's always 100% vested. But in many instances, if the company is contributing into your 401k by way of match, a profit-sharing plan contribution, an employer discretionary contribution, sometimes those contributions will be subject to a vesting schedule or an ownership schedule. And so you would have to work for a period of years before you would own all of the money that the company contributed. I think the maximum is six years of employment to get to 100%. The schedule could be shorter, but getting back to what you'll be entitled to. You're entitled to a distribution of your vested balance. Again, vested is ownership. And I was talking to a potential new client uh, just uh, two days ago, and we went through this exact discussion because she and I were doing the meeting remotely and I couldn't see her former employer's 401k statement, but she was a little confused because she had an account balance, which was X, and a vested account balance, which was less than X. And what we went through is an explanation that there was a vesting schedule at her old company and she was not employed there long enough to become 100% vested Again, we're only talking about company contributions. Your contributions, money you put in, will never be subject to a vesting schedule. Um, So we just went through this just a few days ago with Natalia. So you have some options on what to do with your 401k when you change jobs. First off, uh, you can spend the money. You can take the money out of the 401k. You would pay taxes on it if it was pre-tax 401k money as opposed to Roth 401k money. But still today, out of the trillions of dollars that are in 401ks, the vast majority of it is in pre-tax. So you could take it out and spend it. You'd pay taxes. According to the IRS, if you're under the age of 59 and a half, you're not retirement age. So in most instances, if you take money out of the 401k for purposes of spending it, you're, and you're under age 59 and a half, you would be subject to a 10% IRS penalty. Guys, if you're listening to this, don't spend it. It's really not a good idea if you're under age 59 and a half. I find it crazy 
that the number one thing that people do when they take money out of the 401k and they pay taxes on it and they pay the IRS penalty is to buy a car. It's just crazy to invade your retirement account, pay Uncle Sam, possibly pay the state income tax if your state has one. We do here where I reside in Connecticut. So you're going to pay federal tax, maybe state tax. You're going to pay a 10% penalty so that you can buy a car that goes down in value. Really bad idea. But option number one is you can spend the money. Option number two is if your balance is over $5,000 in a 401k, you're guaranteed to be allowed to leave it in your employer-sponsored plan unless unless your company terminates the 401k plan. So this is common sense. If you work for XYZ company and they have a 401k, if they ever decided to close up the 401k, you would be forced out. But short of that, if you have over $5,000, you can leave it in your old employer plan. They cannot force you out. If your balance is under $5,000, the company does have the legal option to force you out of the plan and make you take your money out of the plan. Now, your old employer, if you have less than $5,000, maybe they'll force you out, maybe not. But if you have over $5,000, you could certainly leave it there. Most people don't do that. And part of I think the rationale, probably the biggest part of the rationale, is not really financial or economic, but rather they decide to move it because they want to cut that last tie with their old employer. I have a a close friend and a client that uh, recently uh, was let go of a company. She kind of has raw feelings about it, doesn't feel like she was treated particularly well, uh, and she's going to move her money from the 401k. Now, I don't think it's a bad decision, but what's really driving her decision is the fact that she feels mistreated, she's not there anymore, and why would she want to leave the money there when she doesn't have any ties to that company other than the 401k? Even in instances where somebody doesn't have bad feelings like this particular example, most people decide they're going to cut the tie, take their money out, take control of it, and do something else with it. But it's certainly an option where you can leave the money with your old employer, especially if the balance is over 5000 So option number one is to spend it. Option number two is to leave it with your old employer, although that's not a popular choice these days. Option number three is you can take your old 401k from your old employer and you can roll it without any taxes to your new employer's 401k. So there's a few considerations with that. Duh, your new employer has to have a 401k. Not all 401ks will allow for transfer of outside assets into the 401k. Uh, It used to be less popular. Most plans today do allow transfers in, but not all of them do. I will still run across some companies that will not allow outside rollovers in. So you'd have to check, number one, did the company have a 401k, your new company? And secondly, Do they allow for transfers in? If you have a loan at your other company, there is an advantage to rolling money over to your new employer 401k if they allow it because it's possible you could roll over a loan uh, and transfer the loan from the old employer 401k to the new employer 401k. Uh, 
there are a lot of people that choose to do this in part for consolidation uh, and still cutting the tie with your old employer, simplifying your life, having everything with your new company plan. And that's a pretty popular choice, especially because you could avoid taxes, keep things rather simple. So option number four is you could roll over your money to an individual retirement account or an IRA. This of the four choices, I think, for most people, most of the time, is the optimal decision. That's debatable. There are other opinions out there. But I think I like this the most because it gives you greater control over your money. It increases your flexibility quite a bit because in an IRA, you could choose to invest wherever you want, in whatever you want, and to make changes whenever you want. If you go to your new employer's 401k, uh, hopefully it's a good plan, but it may not be. And then consolidating your old money into the new 401k is not an optimal choice. And even if it is a very good plan, and most of the ones out there today are pretty good, you're limited to those investment choices. And your employer is deciding what to make available to you. And they could change that list of available options anytime they want without asking your permission. Whereas in an IRA, it's open architecture. You could decide what you want to do. That also means that you could invest in certain investments and in certain asset classes that are not typically allowed in 401ks. So the classic example of this is, let's say you would like to invest in one or more individual stocks. Well, 401ks are not a vehicle that typically allows you to invest in individual stocks, but in an IRA, no problem. If you want to invest in exchange-traded funds, which are the investment vehicle of choice here at Elliott Wealth Management Services, you typically cannot do that in a 401k, but in an IRA, if you want to invest all or some of your money in exchange-traded funds, no problem. Another good example is if you want to invest in precious metals or maybe real estate, or perhaps you want to get involved in currency trading. Those things are not typically allowed in a 401k, but they are allowed in an IRA and they are an option for you on day one as well as any time in the future that they're worth considering. So rolling over to an IRA gives you greater control, increased flexibility, way more investment choices. Also, an IRA has another advantage. For those of you that are listening and you're at retirement age where you want to draw an income, keep in mind that a 401k is an accumulation platform. It's meant for people during their working years to contribute and build wealth by putting money into the 401k. And that's often aided by the company, the employer, putting money in based on some formula or some rules, adding on to what you put in to help build wealth so that you have a nice nest egg at retirement. It's an accumulation vehicle. 401ks can be somewhat problematic on the income side, whereas the IRA uh, is much more user-friendly and has more distribution options and more varied solutions when you get to the income stage of your life, typically when you're in retirement. So let's just review. Option one, you could spend it, but you're probably going to pay taxes. If you're under 59 and a half, you're going to probably pay a penalty. I didn't mention it earlier. There are some exceptions. For example, if you're uh, at risk of having your home foreclosed on, 
you could take money out of a retirement account and not pay the 10% penalty. So there are exceptions to the 10% premature IRS penalty. But generally speaking, if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to be confronted with a 10% penalty. So you could spend it, but boy, I think it's completely silly to buy it, pay all that taxes, pay the penalty, and buy a car, even though that seems to be a popular choice. Mind-boggling. Option two, if you have over $5,000, you could leave it at your old employer. Uh, if you have under $5,000, your f- employer, your old employer could force you out, um, but they may not. So you could leave it at your old employer. You could roll it into your new employer's 401k, avoid the taxes, consolidate your accounts, and possibly roll over your loan. One other note about the loans is that if you leave a company and you have a loan and you don't roll over the loan to your new employer, or maybe you can't because they don't have a 401k, or maybe they don't allow transfers in, or maybe they don't allow loans, then you would be... Uh, have to decide if you want to pay off the loan to avoid the taxes and penalties. If you don't pay off that loan, the IRS will view it as if you took a cash distribution because you kind of did when you got the loan proceeds. And so if you don't pay it off, they'll treat it as a distribution and it'll be subject to the taxes, federal and perhaps state, as well as the 10% penalty. Same as what we just spoke about a moment ago. Option number four, my personal favorite, and I think the choice, the, the most common choice I see in the marketplace is you could take the money without any taxes, roll it to an IRA, take control of the money, have increased flexibility, way more investment choices, and then in retirement, when it's time to take income, have more varied choices as to how you're going to get your money out of your nest egg. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will be back with you very soon on the next episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. In the meantime, subscribe to the podcast, please. If you haven't already, go to www.elliotwealth.com. Find out about our financial planning and investment advisory solutions where we help our clients win with money. And if you're not a client and you'd like to speak with us, we offer a complimentary consultation that we could do either in person or remotely and we could talk about your goals objectives and how we might be able to help thanks again i'll be back with you very soon the views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of sage point financial incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested past performance is not a guarantee of future results No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies, websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated. 
Member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with SagePoint Financial. Simply Financial is part of the Exvadio Podcast Network. You can find Exvadio Podcasts at exvadio.com slash podcast, the Apple Podcasts app, iTunes Store, iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts. So join us and stay informed and entertained.